Hi, thanks for tuning in. This is Druggist for the People. This podcast will contain my feelings and opinions and uh, stories from, from my practice in pharmacy, but none of this should be taken as just hardcore fact. This is more about stimulating questions that you can then take to your pharmacist and your doctor and your healthcare team uh, to help you better understand and participate in your care. And once again, just a little reminder, if you're looking for medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, you won't find it here. You need to use your healthcare professional for that. Donald Chef here. Uh, today, the people is Carol. Thanks for joining me, Carol. Hi, Donald. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you have a question for me? I do, I do. As you know, my dad, a couple of my brothers have asthma, and they use an inhaler. Um, what the hell is that stuff? <laughs> well, I think the, the one that you're referring to is albuterol. Is that I what you're thinking? I think that's correct, yes. Yeah. Uh, it is, uh, that, that is a really commonly used bronchodilator. And what the hell is that stuff? I, I would think you may remember this when our son was like four years old. He came running into the house frantic and he gets into the kitchen and he, he says, you know, we're like, what's the matter? And his eyes were, were wide open and the hair was standing up on his neck and he, he had trouble talking. And he, he was kind of breathing fast and um, he said, s -s 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 snake. And I do remember that. <laughs> And it was cute, but I also know why. You know, it was it was um, it freaked him out. There actually was a snake out there. There was a snake. Looked out the window, and there's a six foot black snake slithering across the driveway. And I'm like, man, for a four year old, it might as well have been, you know, a python, twenty five feet long. <laughs> um, anyway, what that's got to do with your question about albuterol is uh, our son was experiencing a fight or flight response. You've heard of that. I have. Yeah. So that's where, that's action. You're going to take action one way or another. So you're either going to pick the snake up and throw it away or get rid of it or run away. And Owen, I think, chose wisely, <laughs> wisely in running away. Yes. And um, what that, so what happens there is there's this surge of adrenaline that's released in your body. Mm -hmm. And again, so this is, uh, this is action time. So your heart rate goes up, your bronchioles uh, dilate so that you can take in oxygen more effectively. Um, and what the albuterol does is just a part of that. So it's, it's called a um, selective drug in that it, um, there are receptors everywhere. And so there are these beta-2 receptors in your lungs. Uh-huh. Do you care about those beta-2 receptors? Well, for breathing, sure. <laughs> Well, so the albuterol is a beta-2 selective, meaning that it shouldn't, it's, you know, you keep that heart rate increase to a minimum. But what it does then is relaxes the bronchioles so that you can breathe either. And it's called a, a quick, quick acting. Wait, what are bronchioles? Okay. That's the part of your lungs where you actually have the oxygen exchange. Um, this is the airways okay. in your lungs. Yeah. Okay. So there's smooth muscle that can make them constrict and this will, will actually you know, relax all that. And so the, the bronchioles dilate. Aha. Uh -huh, so you can get better airflow and yeah. not feel like you're going to die in this moment. Well, right. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's serious <laughs> business and like, uh, it's, it's, it used to be called, and I think it still is. I, a rescue inhaler. Ah, uh, makes sense. So, yeah. So it's not a long acting thing. Mm -hmm. Um, this is, 
this is, you know, it's, it's purpose. And like back to your question, what the hell is this stuff? Mm-hmm. It's just mimicking a part of what our bodies naturally do. And so in this case, it's just trying to affect the lung function and to improve it. Um, but it's not a long acting thing. So the same um, stuff that happened when cavemen were being chased by big bears and tigers and stuff, right? That whole fight or flight and that surge of adrenaline. and Yeah, that is, it's the same thing. It's just that, you know, modern medicine, we figured out, it was in the 70s um, that this really became something that was happening. The, the albuterol, people used to use theophylline a lot more. So um, it's been a great advance and um, it's, it's really improved people's ability to care for it. And you know, it depends on where a person's at as far as mild, moderate, severe asthma and those kinds of things. I see. As far as how it's used. And preferably, there are different triggers for asthma and they can include, you know, cold, dry air, exercise, uh, allergies, irritants, that kind of thing. Makes sense. Yeah. So you would just have it ready. If, depending on your condition, you needed to, to improve that. Is it bad to um, use it all, like lean on it, use it all the time, over time? Well, not necessarily bad. What, you have, what, what needs to happen is that you work with your physician uh, to determine what's the best treatment for you. So there are some other options for long-term care if for more severe cases of asthma where um, you just take these medications on a regular basis and they can be bronchodilators like this that last a long time and you add corticosteroids which just treat the inflammation uh, that kind of thing so you have to 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 monitor it so that you know if you're if the asthma is stable if if maybe you're getting better and or if it's worsening so um, that's a good question though I to to minimize the 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 cardiovascular things where you have heart rates go up because like when you have that adrenaline rush sure heart rate is racing yeah man and that's not going to be a good thing so (laughs) uh, when i was doing consultant work uh, we would have some meds available at the bedside some really eye drops and things like that and one case we had a woman who had an albuterol inhaler at the bedside Mm -hmm. and her heart rate was increasing uh as the day went along. So what what ultimately happened with her was we discovered she really was not using it as directed like every four to six hours if she needed it, mm-hmm. but rather kind of, I don't want to say indiscriminately, but but certainly more than was was recommended and, and ordered for her. Ah, so it was causing stress on her heart because her heart was raising a lot. Well, what happened was you went beyond, it's a specific a dose-related thing. So if she just keeps at it, the chances of it actually affecting the heart rate can go up. And mm-hmm. uh, some people are just more sensitive to that as well. So that's kind of a nice advance, though, with, with a medication. I should say, and for someone in the middle of a uh, asthma attack, it's a lifesaver. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So really, that uh, that is what this stuff is. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that help you? I mean, I get into people wonder sometimes, like docs and pharmacists, how what are they thinking about when they see these medications? And so, you know, you you learn how the body works just as far as your your nervous system, and you have this sympathetic nervous system, which is what this is affecting this fight or flight stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And then the other side of it is rest and digest. And that's the part of the nervous system you called parasympathetic. Mm-hmm. And so which one is more active at a point in time? And then as far as pharmacy and medications and things is which one do we want to mimic or you know antagonize stop okay so we're just sort of playing in with these really incredible systems that are that regulate our you know our lives just being alive all the time so that's Mm -hmm. that's what the albuterol is is we're just taking a small bit of fight or flight and we're just applying it attempting to apply it specifically to the lungs to help a person breathe well that makes perfect sense and how helpful i mean what happened before they had that i mean did you just not not able to breathe um no this has been treatments for a long time for asthma asthma's not altogether new um and theophylline was a really popular uh treatment for the asthma and it's you got to take a tablet and you have to monitor it closely blood levels and things like that and it's really not used much anymore so we've advanced uh, metered dose inhalers which are you know the delivery system how you get the mm-hmm. albuterol into you it makes uh, sense inhaling that would help a lot faster than swallowing oh yeah it's, a pill. it's right at the, at the point of activity so it gets mm-hmm. right in there um, these are very short acting too so so it doesn't hang around and right. keep making you right but they're longer flight. acting than uh, adrenaline which mm-hmm. is a naturally occurring compound in your body and norepinephrine mm-hmm. and I guess this is kind of related, oh, it is related to it uh, pharmacologically. And that, you know, EpiPens, you've heard of those. Yes, I was, I almost brought that up. You know, so people have, you know, if they have allergic reactions to bees or nuts and these kinds of things, they need to have those available. And the epinephrine, again, that's a part of this fight or flight thing. So if someone's having a reaction, they can't breathe, they, um, that shot, and it's not a big dose of uh, epinephrine, mm-hmm. but what happens to those bronchioles? They, they open up. Yeah, they open up. So oh. that's that immediate rescue. And then a person needs to get to medical you know, care immediately. Right. But that's why that's a rescue uh, pen. Right. So it's, it's a similar thing. They're just using it for different types of situations. Like that situation with my brother when he had an allergic reaction at a luncheon and he didn't know the people sitting around him. And as soon as he ate, there was a walnut in what he was eating, very allergic to walnuts. And he says to the person sitting next to him, you're going to have to drive me to the hospital. Mm -hmm. And the guy was like, I don't know you. And my brother lost consciousness. So an EpiPen, this was 30 years ago. So an EpiPen would have been a huge help at that moment. Yeah. Well, we've had epinephrine, but the EpiPen is is a nice, convenient way to administer it and it makes it available to people out in the public at that point when it's happening so we're kind of getting off the yeah we off are the sorry subject no, <laughs> that's okay here it's just the point here is to try and understand what the heck is this stuff i mean it's a really good question mm-hmm. so how did we get here this is it and it's again um medicine and making these great strides but so many of the times we're just mimicking an activity that we, that's in the body or antagonizing it. And so, all you know, we continue to understand, but... Uh, that makes total sense. Okay. All right. Thanks. Is that, is that it for you? It's very helpful. All right. Well, I appreciate you being here. Appreciate you, too. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I appreciate you listening to Druggists for the People.